My name is Logan Draper, and this is Modern Bad Men, episode five. Got it right this week, Jared. And we're sitting today with one of my favorite people on earth. That's a compliment. Ooh, that's good. Which Tim's going to be mad because last week I said he was a top five. I, yeah. And so that's probably not going to look real good. No, you said top 10. Top, oh, I did say top 10. You're safe. Yeah. And you listened to our podcast. I did. What an honor. <laughs> How do you have time for that? Um, I'm thankful. In the car. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Ronnie Whitfield, thanks for being here. Sure. Pastor Ronnie Whitfield. Mm. Yes. Lead pastor of One Life Community Church. Give us a little background of one, how you got here, but just like, give us a little bit of your story. Oh, my story. Born and raised here and uh, lived here my whole life pretty much except for a stint in the thriving metropolis of Mundy, Texas. Yep. Went to high school there and graduated there, came back to MSU, got my undergrad, stayed here, done personal training for a long time, but a few years after college, knew that God had something different for me, really Mm -hmm. changed my life, um, turned things completely around. And so um, then just been here, been on staff at a church here in town for for seven and a half years and then uh really thought we were gonna leave and we didn't and god kept us here and we planted a church it'll be golly eight seven years officially that's crazy here in a few days really really that's amazing september 26th 2010 that's crazy yeah i met ronnie so what was the date y'all started Officially, September 26, 2010, but we'd been meeting for about a year before. Okay, so I joined in that time. Right. I walked into a doctor's office waiting room where One Life was meeting because I was super interested. And I think from that point on, I've been involved. Oh, yeah, for sure, from then on. I just knew the guy in the tank top that walked in, I wanted him on my team. Yeah. So... And then your amazing wife banned me from wearing those. Yeah, quickly. Yeah, but it was cool. It was it was cool. I still may wear one coming up. That was back when you were doing "Let Us Pray." Yeah. Why? Why even? <laughs> I just Jared, you were in it too. So, shout out to a great nonprofit that did not succeed. That's how I knew that you were going to be awesome, though. By the way, because <laughs> you were just an entrepreneur. Like you were like, I'm gonna make change happen. Yeah. I'm do this. I'm 19. Start a nonprofit. I did get it started. You did. That's an entrepreneur. Yeah. I didn't keep it going. Well. I also made t-shirts that said pray for enemies. I remember And had that. a top 10 terrorist on them. Yes, you did. And then he got drone killed <laughs> three weeks after I printed them. <laughs> yes. Which is a nightmare. But the you premise could, was there. You could probably get some money for those on eBay. I probably I probably should because I have three boxes in my garage <laughs> of, of pray for your enemy shirts. Work. Yeah, that's good. So you got started in your house. Started in my house, went to the pediatrician's office, met in the waiting room there for about seven months. Which was awesome. Put kids in the exam rooms. (laughs) I think that was about the time that my wife was like, this is not working. And we maybe shouldn't be married either because this is not working. Uh, Because she was with the kids a lot then. And then uh, we moved on from there, went to an Episcopalian church here in town, met in their fellowship hall for a while. And that's where we actually officially launched the church. So and then we 
jumped from there to junior high, Barwise Junior High here in town for six months. And then we've been down at the Wichita Theater for four years. So, What a journey. Yeah. Yes. So I have like a thousand things I want to ask you. I'm going to narrow them down to like two pretty basic topics. Okay. But in terms of planning a church, business, whatever, and then going into, you know, seven, eight years of it, like leadership-wise, what are some things that you've come through these years and said, okay, because it's, it's difficult, especially in the church world or even in business, like the contradictions of like loving people, but like leading people, but having to have, you know, reprimand people, like all that, especially with having volunteers. I mean, yeah. you have, how many people are paid staff at One Life? Uh, 1.25. Yep. Yeah. So everybody that works for you is a volunteer in theory. Yes. But they can't operate that way. Otherwise, we'd never get anything done. Absolutely. So Absolutely. what do you say? Like leadership tips. Like what are some things that you've gone through this that you've been like, hey, these are areas that, that I've grown in leadership. Yeah. I would say one, uh, knowing that just because people say that they're for you doesn't mean they're with you. Mm. And so there's a lot of people who like bandwagons, but then when things get hard, they jump. Yep. Um, Patriot of, fans. It's yeah. <laughs> a lot of people who, uh, I think there's a lot of people too, who they, they don't want to make the sacrifices, um, especially time because yep. that's the most valuable commodity we all have. And so anything worth something takes time. And, uh, so I, I think, I think those are a couple of things like on the leadership part uh, I fail and have failed a lot by seeing potential in people and mm. not that that's a bad thing but you kind of see where you think people could be and you see the the greatness that's in them um, but they haven't realized it and they haven't fleshed that out yet yep. and so sometimes uh, let down and not following through um, that that can happen so, and you want everybody to be a part of what you're doing, but it, that might not be how it's supposed to happen. Yeah. So, and it's okay for other people to not be involved. So. Which is tough. Yeah, it's tough. Especially in the church world. Yeah. Yeah. I think one of the best things right now is that the church has learned a lot from leadership, like leadership principles and um, leadership's influence. And so... We need to be good stewards of influence, yep. and we've kind of separated the business world from what we would say church, yep. but leadership. And so, um, there's a lot of there's a lot of good just principles, leadership principles that run across the board, uh, church, business, whatever. Yep. So. So as I mean, coming through, I mean, there's been it's been a journey. Yeah, for you. I mean, trying to not only grow a church, but love the people around you. And I think the thing that you're incredibly good at is the reason that I trust you as a leader is that you're incredibly humble and grace-filled, even in tough moments. We haven't had a ton of arguments. No. You did get really mad at me one time about t-shirts. T-shirts, yeah. That was a rough deal. <laughs> I almost left the church for that. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah. That was the yeah. first time I thought you were mad at me. No, no. It's just... Uh, it wasn't the last. 
You know, like usually for me, I have a lot of patience. And so usually it's like a lot of things just kind of add up. And then finally that one thing, like the t-shirts don't get here on time and then you just lose your mind. Yeah. You know, the buildup. It's a buildup. Yeah. So sure. based on, I mean, just the last few years and even leading well before one life too, but how, how would you rank like conflict in leadership? Like how important is that area? Huge, huge. I think what I'm learning more and more about, not just leadership, but people in general, um, some people like conflict, others don't like conflict, and understanding how to enter into conflict without being personal, um, but also being very clear. Yeah. And I'm not, listen, I would say I'm a novice at that. So I'm I'm still learning. My wife's very good. She she loves conflict, <laughs> just because she. I mean, she's very. She will communicate her yeah. needs well. what she wants, you know, or if she doesn't like something. And so it's I've learned with it's kind of a give and take. We went to a counselor when we were first married, and uh, she's like, "That's why y'all are together. You just you just need a little bit more of her, and she needs a little bit more of you, and that's why you're that's why you're together." So yeah, conflicts huge and being able to see things um if there's a problem not that you're fighting over the problem but that you're sitting side by side looking at whatever the problem is and yep. saying hey we're trying to figure out a solution to this yeah so i i don't think that i'd hate conflict but i think sometimes i over pursue with people like i don't want someone to feel bad if they mess up yeah or i just i want to be loving and grace filled and sometimes I think by doing that, I skip over the hard conversations mm-hmm. because I don't want them to feel uncomfortable. And then it continues going on. And I think those are the kind of things that we've had to learn in one life and even outside of that in marriage. Yeah. Like it's a lot better to have a com- conversation now than to allow that to build, 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 build. And then all of a sudden you're getting mad about t-shirts. Oh, yeah. But you sure. really weren't mad about the t-shirts. No, I really wouldn't. I, I really hope not. Wouldn't. If you are... This is a great time to address it. Man. <laughs> I have a short memory. It's bad. It's like, I can, Ashley and I can talk about something and he might get in an argument and like the next day I'm like, what are you, what? I don't even remember that. Like, yeah. what are we talking, you know? Like, That's a great it's thing. It's gone. Yeah. So. I have not been that way all the time in my marriage. <laughs> I like to bring stuff up. I'm working on that. I though. mean, I still do at times. Yeah. So. I think conflict too, and I'll, I want you to speak into this a little bit. Conflict really holds a lot of weight, and I think is being able to reconcile and work through to grow really can happen better when there's trust. Yeah, I think building that trust has, has been something that's been that's been good in leadership. Trust takes time, and um, but within trust, there has to be truth, and I think that's the part where. Either you'll shy on one side or the other, where you're just one who just likes to tell people the truth, tell people the truth, tell people the truth, and you don't really love people, you know? And then you have people who, they really love people well, but they don't want to tell them the truth. Yep. And so uh, they don't want to hurt their feelings, they don't want, but it's really not loving them if you don't tell them the truth. So I think that's, that's the balance and everybody has their perspective. And I think in that also, uh, self-awareness is huge. 
like being able to look at yourself and know where you're off, but then also have people around you who will tell you that, which can lead to conflict, but it's good. It's like a doom loop. Yes. Which can be be. good. Yeah. Yeah. Or bad. And that's, I think that's one of the the blessings for where I sit is being on the one life side. Mm -hmm. You know, I have you and Josh and people that are immediately around me to speak. And then at design works, which overlaps as well with Aaron and Jared, like having people to like, Hey, so I hear what you're saying, but you're an idiot and <laughs> right. you shouldn't do that or those kind of things. But I think that's built with trust. And I don't think trust happens in a, in a time period As we hire people. That's a big thing for us early is to try to build trust because we don't want to worry about if, if somebody needs to miss work for something or, you know, they're in a bind financially. We've had people come through that have needed actually had needs outside of work and those are important to us. Right. But it makes those convers those hard conversations where it's like, Hey, we really like you as a person, but your performance isn't well. Mm-hmm. Here's some stuff to work on. And usually if somebody when and this is an area I think you're stellar at, if someone's not teachable, yeah. Then conflict and truth kinda are pointless if someone's not willing to receive process and then implement. Oh yeah. It's uh that um Patrick Lencioni, Five Dysfunctions of a Team. Mm-hmm. Like you have to have, you have to have that trust. You know, uh, you can't build, you can't go anywhere uh, if there's not trust. And then in that, you know, accountability, accountability yep. for performance. Um, it, you have to have that. Yep. So, I know one of the things that we talk all the time about um, that I think it's just so. So a big thing for us is we don't want to sell services. Like we don't, we're not looking to like find different things to sell or we just look at human behavior. How do people operate? Where are they? You know, I was at a baseball game this year and I was just there. I saw all those signs in the outfield that people spent all this money on. Right. And everybody in the crowd is on their phones. And so someone spent money to target a generic audience and hope that somebody looked up, saw, then picked up her phone, made a phone call versus just, taking one-fourth that budget, putting it into a Facebook ad, feeding it not to the whole crowd but to one person, the person they want to talk to. So human behavior, like how people operate time, we just came out of a series uh, three miles per hour. But yeah. like as we've gone through this the last like 10 years, like what are some of the things you've seen like in how we operate differently now than even we did five, six years ago? I think every everything's just everything's faster so much faster and so much is i'm reading a book right now and um it it talks about it's called deep work and uh he just talks about the fact the difference between deep work and shallow work Mm. and how deep work takes longer periods of time it challenges you uh cognitively and you also that's where you get the most creative the biggest contribution uh shallow works just things that we do that are somewhat mindless um, could be automated yep. and how in our time now, I mean, so much of our time is distracted. And so I think just looking at behavior wise, we are just, we're way distracted. There's stuff going on all the time. Yep. I mean, be honest in the room right now. How many of you text on your phone while you're driving? Anybody, anybody? Look, look at your yeah. phone. New iOS update. You look can at your stop phone? it. Yeah, you can stop it. Yeah. Or just look at your phone. That yet. Look at your phone. Yep. You know, it happens. And so that wasn't even an issue yeah. years ago. 
And so even in homes, like in our house, we don't, we very rarely have the TV on. Uh, one, who wants to watch TV anyway? We don't have cable um, because a lot of that is just mindless. You know, you're just checking out. Yeah. So I think the distraction part, um, I think two people being able to, people taking time to just stop, like you were saying, like that three miles per hour, which is the speed of walking. Like our culture does not do that at all. It's seen as a waste of time. Yep. And, um, yep. So what's interesting for me is like looking down the road, what's going to happen? I mean, everything now is caffeinated, go, go, go faster, bigger, better. The pendulum's going to swing at some point. And I think the people who are going to help people the most are those people that are leading people into that mm. of solitude, time alone, reflection, um, because people deeply need that. Yep. Um, but we're just so distracted and going that we don't, we don't think about it until we just crash and burn. Yeah. You know? So, so in, in a, in a culture that's just chaotic, I mean, I feel like that whole time you were just talking about me, <laughs> I wake up in the morning, try to get as many sparks in as I can before nine. And then, I mean, it's just go. Yeah. And really to even stop throughout the day just feels like a waste of time. Right. Because for me, most of my rest comes at night with sports or Netflix. And so in a culture that's just chaotic, distracted, how do you stand out? I think consistency and like presence. And I think that yep. that's probably the biggest challenge even for me in leadership. Like I, I just don't, I'm not going to know everyone at our church. Yeah. And that's hard for me because I want to know their story. I want to know what they've been through. I want to know where they are, their hurts, their desires, but I know I can't do that with everyone. And so just basic leadership says you have to do that with a few people who will then do that with others. And I think for us, the way to stand out is that investment in people, um, time with people, intentional time, um, being fully present. Yep. Um, I think that's, I think that's the way you stand out Yeah. now. Any prediction on the next five years, just in general with people? Like you, you can go church world, you can go just people. Like, what do you human behavior? How people operate? What people are thinking about? Like, how's this going to change? Are people going to stop wanting to come in the doors of an actual physical church gathering? Are they going to be more podcast heavy? No, I think I think more people will desire that. I think you just have to look at the whole big picture. Like one economically, we I don't know that we can continue. Like there there'll be another fallout. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, really, when you think about it, whether it's self-help or um, people just trying to make it be known, you know, get their name out there, I think that the big thing for, like, we're in, like, a really, I don't want to say, but economically, like, this is the place to, like, America, everybody wants to be here. 
from all over. They all want to come here because they want to make a living. One, they want to work yeah. to make a living. But economically, like, man, we have so much. And so I don't know how long we can sustain there. So if everything that we're trying to achieve kind of falls out from underneath us, then what do we have left? Yeah. And so, like, I I don't know. I th- Like, looking in the next five years, I'm hoping that there's more of an emphasis on um, relationships, mm. like real, present, physically present relationships yep. with families, um, parents. And this is kind of fresh on my mind with where we are as a church right now. But, I mean, you look at the difference between people who are Christians and the, the world and it's not there's not a lot of glaring differences mm. uh just when it comes to marriages when it comes to what we do with our time what we do with our money yep. like it doesn't look any different than anyone else and so my hope is that there'll be a things will start leaning in a direction that, where we start to see that people really do matter yeah so yeah i think that's something too for us that as a company as design works, you know, we obviously care a lot about the people internally. It's been a huge point of emphasis for us. We also really, really care about our clients. You know, we when somebody walks in here and sees a group of people, obviously we have people that are from 60 down, but a group of young people, and they're like, yeah, we're going to give you guys $80,000 this year to spend. There's like an anxiety for us a little bit. Right. Like, hey, like you feed your family with this money. Like, this is important. So, you know, we care about the people around us. Uh, but I think even further for us is we've looked at just like the consumer. Like, how do we how do we operate better and provide value to the people that may never give us anything? Right. So I think the more you expect from people, so if it's, a, if it's always got to be a two-way, I think that you're always waiting for someone else to provide back before you move. And that beauty of just being willing to say, listen, we're going to give everything. We're going to provide value. We're going to be have integrity, authenticity, no matter what has been a huge point. You know, for me, it's been a game changer getting to walk in to a doctor's office at 19. You know, I think one of the first people I heard in there um, said it, it cussed. It's like somebody, <laughs> I'll leave nameless, but they know exactly who they are. I just happened um, one time? No, well, that was in the first okay, 30 seconds. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And at that point, I was like, yeah, these are my people. This is real. But from that moment, getting to just spend time, like, being not only under leadership, but you've done a great job of allowing me to lead in times that you probably shouldn't have. You know, I mean, just in terms of if you wanted to have a scale of, is this person qualified? A lot of times I wouldn't have met the stuff. But, I mean, even at 23 or 24, you gave me the mic and allowed me to start teaching. Right. And so I think the value of trusting people um, before they trust themselves. Oh, yeah. And allowing them the opportunity to fail forward. For sure. Has been a game changer. For sure. And so I feel like I'm going to take a shot here. Go for it. I feel like you have like some word, a word of wisdom for us today. It's like anything, it can be anything. Even in the zone today, word I just feel like there's wisdom. something. Like everybody in the room, Caitlin's in here, Taylor's in here, Jared and Aaron. Just give us a word of wisdom. I think, you know, I'm learning a lot more about like your like human behavior and like what people are wanting and needing and like core issues 
So when you get underneath for most people, you can narrow down some things to fear, guilt, mm. anger. Um, and then when you start to unpack that, all we, all we ever see in people is the surface. Yep. And so uh, until you spend time to try to understand what's underneath that, those emotions are underneath that and finding how people operate, why they do what they do, why they say what they say. Um, there's, there's a lot of, there's deeper things underneath there. Underneath, I mean, for all of it, every male is a fear of failure. Am I going to be good enough? Every female, every female, there is, am I, am I worth yep. someone loving me? Yep. You know? And so um, along the way in life, man, life just beats us down. And so we get a lot of things that chip away at us and we forget. Um, now, this is a fine line. Here you go. This is good. Because um, I was even thinking about this this morning, just spending some time on the porch. Um, and for those of you that aren't followers of Jesus, you're just going to get to hear this anyway. Um, Got him. <laughs> when, when Jesus said, uh, I'm the vine, you're the branches. Remain in me, my word, and I remain in you. And then he says, apart from me, you can do nothing. And I think what we don't realize those who are followers of Jesus is the greatness that's in us mm. because of him, that it's him. And we, we have to be very careful and not confusing his greatness with us and our performance and what we can do. Um, and that it makes it about us. Yep. I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of people in the world that it's, it's about human greatness and all of that. And the potential that lies within every single person. Absolutely. But God's the one that put that there. Yep. And so, um, I don't know, wrestling through that with people and always coming back to that. Jesus saying, apart from me, you can do nothing. Yeah. So, that's, I don't know. I knew it was there. What? <laughs> you want to run another one? Or, I'm yeah, sure. whatever, whatever. I was trying to think of like a different, we usually end on like a would you rather. Due to technical difficulties and Jared, the rest of this podcast is going to have bad quality. Sorry. Thanks, Jared. Pastor, I think, do I want you to like rank your top five least favorite pastors? Mm-hmm. And I said, so I want you to. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's right. I was thinking even, I was this morning I woke up, I was like, let's just talk about predestination. Oh, that's so, like 30, yeah. 45 minutes. That'd be great. Ferris Hart. Oh, you know gosh. Gonna was it? Yeah. No, that's going to be. We're, we could be here for hours, and everyone sitting here would be asleep before. But then they would have been predestined. They were. I mean, it was supposed to happen. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm just blurring the lines at this point. (laughs) (laughs) No, man, one, I appreciate you coming in. But two, I just appreciate, like, the way you've been. And I think something that I've wanted to carry in, like, with business is, like, publicly, privately, authenticity, but just, like, leading without fear of failure. Because it's just going to happen. Like, you're going to let people down. But investing in people, and I think something that we've tried to do as a culture at One Life is invest in people outside of just that time together. So even here, like we, everybody's in this room, like we actually see each other quite a bit outside of the 8 to 5. Like, you know, we go see movies, we hang out, like it's just, it's natural rhythms, but you get to know people at their core. 
who they are. And, and I think one of the things that's been cool to watch you do over the last eight years is you're forging into kind of, in a lot of ways, unknown territory and trying to change culture. Yeah. I mean, I mean, even people that are listening to this right now, like the word pastor and church, like I'm sure for a lot of people just shut down. Like those are buzzwords that are, for some people will bring up a painful past and people are just like, I don't want to hear any of this. But really coming in and realizing like, it's not uncommon for people to see you out at a bar. Oh yeah. Or like in the community, like just That's living my, my life. That is her pick life. Oh, I love my wife, and I. She that's she'd rather be at a bar than be with quote church people. I mean that's just that. I mean, and I'm I'm the same way too sometimes. Um, that I don't know. It's it's. I, I, about two months ago, I had a conversation sitting at a coffee shop here in town, and a guy comes in and he starts talking. And he recognizes a couple of guys that were sitting there and. He's like, oh, you go to that church, or you were up on stage at that church, talking about the other guys, and asking them what they did for a living and all that. And he looks at me and he's like, what do you do? And um, had no idea that I was involved with the church. And I was like, that is a win, like huge, huge. It's not about me. So, yeah, I got a question for you. Okay. Oh, this is Tess. Hopefully, it's by Netflix. Mm. Last chance, you. Great show. Great show. Are you finished season two? Oh yeah. Okay. It's a bummer. So sad. Anyway, okay. Here's a question. If there was, let's let's narrow this down to like three things. Mm-hmm. If there were three things that I have impressed upon you over the years, what would they be? Whew. And I'm looking for an answer in particular. Good things. Just the importance of, wait, uh, related to life, success in life, yeah. Man, that's a tough one. So I think it's hard to narrow them down. You know, I think the number one thing that's been crucial from what I've learned from you is just uh, being somebody that's had a a lot of access to your life is just the, I'm going to put two words in one, which is probably cheating, but like the transparency and authenticity like, I, I've always felt like my life and my, the value that I provide to people is what I do in my performance, but just being willing to, like, not be okay, to show up and be transparent, to win with humility, which I'm not good at, and then Conor McGregor. <laughs> I missed the last podcast, yeah. but I will not miss any more Conor McGregor. No. But, like, also the humility of um, it's okay to be, to fail. And so that, that authenticity and transparency has been huge. Um, I think that leading people, uh, what, I've did, like, what I've learned from you in terms of just like people first, not the task. Because it's easy to, to believe that, but when you get into the moment, it's easy to start to judge people based on their performance, even though we weren't judged on ours. Right. And so you get into it. Are you like, preaching right now? I'm, I'm working okay. on it. I haven't wrote my sermon for next week, fire. so I'm just like working <laughs> through it. This, this is how I get my notes. But. Um, yeah, just like looking at someone and seeing their value before what they do and then being willing to go the extra step to help them and process how to get better. How do you, how do you get better at your job? How do you get better at loving your life? Um, and all those things, like those, those are the things that I, I don't like conflict a ton. Um, and I think it's more for the other person. It's not so much for me. Like I'm just like, I don't want them to feel uncomfortable. Like how do I word this that they still feel loved or whatever, but being able to... Love the person over the task. 
and then also drive them to grow. Right. Um, my third one, man, this I I it just hit me. Spirit. I think it's fun. Yeah. Like we're in we're in careers. Life is difficult already. Being married is difficult. We both are married to women that are strong and powerful, and so, which is awesome. Yeah. It would sometimes be easier like you're like, hey, and she just like agreed with everything. It'd be no fun. No. Yeah, it wouldn't be any fun. And so I think being in the chaos of of working sixty hours a week and, and investing in people, but like being willing to just stop and celebrate and have fun, and that's I think the culture that you've created, because church people are boring most of the time. And if you're offended by that, it's because you're incredibly boring. Yeah. And so being willing to say, hey, listen, we're going to just party and celebrate. That's something our community has done really well. Like we, we just find, we just make things up to celebrate. Right. <laughs> That's already difficult. And so celebrating life and death and, and, and the resurrection. I feel like I had to say that. It was like the church. I know. It's like out. Out. Yeah. third bullet point. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I think those are the things like your life has been so accessible that I've gotten to see you in your marriage with your kids and, and your job succeed and fail. And I've looked at you no different on either side. So why do other people have to look at me different? Right. And I'm going to add a bonus one in. We talk about this all the time, contradictions. Like really caring about the people around us while at the same time not giving a rip what people say about you. Right. Like loving people with no expectation, but when someone's mad for no reason or causing conflict, just being willing to say, like, I'm not going to allow this to run joy. Yeah. And just move forward. Yeah. And so conflict. It all comes back to conflict. You think so? Yeah. I mean, to some degree, I mean, I just, I want to avoid it a lot. <laughs> but now I'm in a season two where, like, I enjoy it more than I should. Oh, like, I'm, yeah. Now I feel like I'm walking into it, like, looking for it. It's that proverb, fear of man proves to be a snare. Yeah. Can't let that. But then when you start to love it, then it's kind of a problem. It's like I'm on the goal line. It's about the conflict's about to go down. It's a goal line. I'm the fullback. They're about to hand me the ball, and I'm about to crush it. Through. And you come in with that mentality. Man. Like, I'm just going to run people over. Yeah. Man, it's probably not so good. It's, you just got to be able to find that, the balance. Yeah. Which I'm, oh, I mean, I already figured it out, but most people are probably still working through that. So, hey, I forgive you for um, lighting the ping pong ball on fire in my house. No one's catching my fire. My house on fire. A couple things about that. I you to know about that. I was only holding the ping pong ball. Oh, okay. It was lit on fire by someone else. Oh. We won't mention names for me. And, okay, yeah. And then I stepped away. And the reason I was stepping away from it was not for injury. I wasn't afraid. I was trying to capture the moment on my phone. Oh, okay. But by that time, she already stomped on it. We couldn't find the ping pong ball. It had disappeared. But it was stuck to the bottom of her foot completely flat. Did you did you win the... the I mean, it wasn't beer pong. We weren't playing beer pong. Like, what was it? it basically just started where someone was just trying to make an object in a cup. And then we just all went to did, order. Did you win? Uh, for sure. I thought you did. It made me so mad. And not only did I make it, but I bounced it off the ceiling. He bounced it off the ceiling. You know what I'm playing beer pong? It's like, boop, boop. Is that what the show was supposed to be? Podcast listeners, by the way. Any way to make you two uh, world's most athletic roommates. Just want to. We have, we are five or six episodes and we haven't talked about it yet. No, we did the first episode. Oh, we did. Oh, that's okay. right. We mentioned it at least. My son, my son's friends think that y'all are like celebrities, that's by the way. They yeah, really did. They're like, you know, you know these guys. It's like, yeah, I'll call them right now. <laughs> yeah, they thought they thought it was pretty awesome. And you perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. of it. That's yeah. a lot of free time we had in college. 
Yeah, like a lot. And I wasn't even in college. It was just college years. <laughs> I just had a lot of free time. I mean, <laughs> we didn't go to college, then you probably had some extra time. We would just come home from work or school, I guess, for some people. And uh, she'd be like, hey, man, what are you doing tonight? Oh, nothing. You want to do some trick shots? Amazing. Yeah. We didn't clean our house ever. Yeah, it was good, though. For sure. That's, that's good content creation. That was, yeah. We should I mean, I want to do some more. We should. We picked doing a podcast, though. Which takes a lot of our free time. Worth it. So, hey, thanks for coming in. For like sure. Ten thirty on a. I know. Thursday. I was. I mean, I was. I could told you before. I was kind of upset. Just when I rethought my schedule, and I was like, man, they always offer you guys whiskey. Which not saying you didn't offer me that, but at ten thirty in the morning, that would have just that been weird. I'm glad we addressed it though, because I feel like most people are like, oh, the pastor's here, and so they just hide the whiskey. No. That's not true. We would have drank whiskey if it was any time other than 10.30 on the yes. And honestly, we may have done it anyway. Yeah, but I mean, it's 10.30. So, I, Gibson's, it's fantastic. I have a friend who could get you a bottle of that. Yeah. I mean, if that's an offer, then I mean, I'm yeah. accepting it. I'll ask. I mean, if you guys are good with that. Official sponsor. Yeah, if, if they want to sponsor the podcast, we would. Hey, possibly. You get a lot of views. Yeah. We can't answer well, analytics yet, but we have 35 subscribers. <laughs> oh, all right. That's 34 more than we expected. We're gonna. Are you a subscriber? Oh, for sure. Okay. I'm gonna write a review to you. Good. Are you gonna Are you gonna leave the review on your podcast? <laughs> on yours? Just talking about yours. Oh, you guys should check out episode you guys five. Watch this. You know me. No, <laughs> that won't happen. No, not at all. It'll It'll go to somebody. It'll go to Tim McMath. Yeah. Sure. Hey, I have a list of people that you need to get in here. Bring it. So we're trying to get how many? How many people would like episodes we have to get for the end of the year? Hundred. So you're gonna do? I don't know. It's a lot. About five. And ninety-five more by <laughs> like what? Three or four months. Three or four months. Nine. Let's see. We get one one calls. We can do it. We'll do many. We'll just take yours and chop it up into seventeen. <laughs> hey, I I love that video of one of y'all. We can get Hunter Kier in here and. Uh, Maybe one of y'all could like learn to wrestle a steer. Hmm. If, if he's going to let, if he can get me a bull, I'll ride a bull. Oh my god! I'll be glad to. Okay. Hey. Know, insurance cover that? I mean, yeah. are you on the clock? It's a personal. Yeah. Call. We're doing it for me. I'm not gonna take my free time out to go. We're gonna ride this bull to Burke. <laughs> Brendan yeah. Bell said he'd do that too. Brendan Bell. Brendan's gonna be on the podcast next week. Is he? he is. Look at that segue. That was. Thank you. Thank you. That's what he's always wanted to do, is ride a bull. So. We gotta figure that out. Is there any way we could do that outside here? So we could just do the podcast and walk outside? I feel like Johnny Knoxville would need to be in all of that. Like, that's what that's gonna turn out like. Yeah. For sure. And you can do anything before the cops come and then. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, when you said you can do anything, I thought that was gonna be through Crazy oh, Shrink. Sorry, yeah. That also. <laughs> Keep it the podcast. You know, the <laughs> issue is that both of those are my motto. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> People do to me all the time. Oh, no. Oh, man, I've been meaning to be in church. I'm going to be there, you know. Oh, I'm sorry about saying it. I didn't mean to say that press word. You know, like, or they put the drink behind their back. Or it's like, come on. We tried to get... Don't uh, post scripture right now. Right? <laughs> we tried to get the front desk. Uh, we tried to get Katie at the front desk to uh, refer to you as uh, either Pastor Ronnie or Father Ronnie. 
that you wouldn't do it. I thought you'd be offended. No. <laughs> I feel like I introduce you to that all the time. I've stopped doing it at like bars because I know that makes you uncomfortable. It, but it, it makes me happy for someone like, hey, who's this? My, oh, it's Ronnie. Oh, sorry, lead pastor Ronnie. <laughs> yeah. That's fun. It's it fun. It's fun for you. Yeah. <laughs> I've learned some settings it ruins the mood. Yeah. Someone from the fifth beer. And like, oh, oh. Man, I've been meaning to come to church. Yeah. And then they start crying. You, you guys mean? Yeah. I know. If we just guilted people in there, we could double our church. Yeah, but then they wouldn't be there the next week. Like, they might come once. But it's all about the numbers, isn't it? <laughs> man, we should do a whole podcast on that. It's Sorry. all about the numbers. Because <laughs> that's what we deal with every day. People just care about that's numbers true. that don't matter. Yeah. And so. Well, see, see the segues here. There is, killed. there is a book in the Bible called Numbers. By the way, it's all about so. Can we just have you on? Every a, number has a name. And podcast, come on, we can just keep rolling with that. <laughs> we'll have you uh, call in on podcasts. We'll have oh. you check facts and stuff, oh. like scripturally and stuff. Oh, that's good. Maybe we should do like a segment once a week on confessions. Well, we just sit in front of you and do confessions. <laughs> confessions with Father Ron. Can we get the Can we get the rights to the R. Kelly song? Or yeah. it was and just like have that in mind. Oh That'd be the gosh. intro to it. I feel like he has some stuff he needs to confess. Yeah. Wait, that's I'm not that's saying that. that's 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 Usher. Usher. No, that's Usher. I'm Sorry, rights to the Usher song. I apologize. Oh, okay. Shout out R. Kelly. I'm not about R. Kelly. R. Kelly's good. We have lost all direction on this podcast, but it's been awesome. Hey, I appreciate it. Hey, thanks for being here, for real. Yeah. So, if you have any compos with me, we can address it after this. Yeah. There's an octagon around here somewhere. Yeah, I'm trying to set this fight up. I got. I know who you're fighting on the main, on the main card, so we won't talk about it right here, though. <laughs> hey, thanks for being here, for real. Yeah, thank you. I'm grateful for you. You've been an awesome influence leader. You helped change the landscape of how I lead people, how I love my wife, which, taking myself a shout out, you see Katie's post today. No. I woke up this morning, went for a run, made her coffee for the seventh day in a row, and made her breakfast. Can you edit that so my wife doesn't hear any of that? Well, what I was going to say was I got that idea from you and all the stuff that you've done. So, oh, okay. So now you're going to have to do that tomorrow. Well, are we going to release this today? Uh, Next 24 hours. We might actually be able to get out today. We'll get out soon. It's not even noon yet. So you have time. Maybe. You still have plenty of time. Oh, yeah. For sure. For sure. Yeah, now, now you've got me up on my heels. I'm like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? <laughs> I'm just setting myself up, so I'll probably. We're going on a road trip this weekend, which usually ends in some conflict. So I'm pre setting up that I'm going to be okay. Which probably good. But thank you for being here. I, we, could just, we could end this thing like a thousand times because I'll just keep going. But I appreciate you. I appreciate and, you. Uh, yeah, this has been episode five. Five-ish. It feels like 500. Yeah. Right? It does. No, I mean, this is, we're just getting started. Okay. We're going to, we will have a sponsor in the next year. I this podcast. Like yes. It's going to be unbelievable. And it's hopefully going to be. Well, still Yeah. A couple of whiskey places just hit us up. Unless one like wants a sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> Can I put my name on the sign in Alpha? <laughs> you can't. Good. Perfect bringing that back up. You sure you sure can. Okay. I mean, would that mean for for one lock to sponsor, would that mean like maybe I could just personally bring like a bottle of whiskey like every so often? If I I mean every so often I mean every week, then absolutely. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. Just I'll put think about that. On. We have no quality standards. We'll drink any whiskey that's Are you kidding me? That's available. 
spirits from one life. Spirits from one life. Be holy. Are we willing to commit to this? I feel like there's people I need to talk to about this. I like it though. That's a good idea. For sure. So yeah, I think it's a great idea. We're going. We're going. Hey, can I get a logo for that bottle? What it look like, Taylor? What? She's not listening. She's not even listening. We'll mock it up. We'll get it mocked up. All right. A bottle? Yeah, with a logo on it. A regular bottle? A whiskey bottle? She doesn't listen. What are they doing in here? That's a whole other conflict. All right, we're gonna have to address that. Yeah. So. For sure. Thanks for being here. I would shake her hand, but it's super awkward to reach over there. Yeah, don't do that. Thanks for being here. End of episode. Five water bad men. We're out. <laughs>